Miss Jerry in the building. How are you today? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on and everything. So, Miss Jerry, uh, let's start with your story, man. We'd love to hear how you got started in trucking and how's the journey been so far. Wow, wow. So the journey's been amazing. Um, I've been in the transportation industry um, overall for over 25 years. Mm. Um, the majority of that um, time frame has been in um, a little over, well, a little less than 20 of those years, has been in private aviation. So a lot of regulations, compliance. Um, I ran an operations team of over 50 people at a company called Universal Weather and Aviation. And uh, our team obtained, you know, permits to overfly different countries for governments, heads of state, anybody who had their own aircraft. That's what uh, our team did. Uh, otherwise, if they didn't get those permits, our clients would be shot down from the sky. So um, that was kind of what I did. And in 2017, um, I decided to retire at 40. And um, that was due to, you know, it was as you can imagine, in that line of work, it was very stressful, high-stress environment. Right. Um, I was, you know, 24-7. Uh, working with the team and stuff like that. And so I missed a lot of family time um, as far as holidays and, you know, the whole the whole nine. When you're 24-7, you got to be there. And mm-hmm. so I missed birthdays and holidays and things like that. So I retired in um, 2017 and decided to – I had no plan, no plan, no, no um, transition, no backup. And so I just decided to work at my husband's. We have a nonprofit, a basketball youth basketball program in Houston, Texas. And so I decided to do that. And um, that's where I met my friend, uh, Camille, who who introduced me to the trucking industry. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. So let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the, 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 the airplane, the aeronautics, the <laughs> FFA. Am I pronouncing that right? FFA or? Yeah. The FAA. Yes. Yeah. So you've been so you've been in that industry for twenty for twenty plus years. Did 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 you actually went to go and get your pilot's license or you just worked behind the scenes? It was all behind the scenes work. Um I never had the desire to um go out and get my license, but um from 18, 18 up until 40, jet fuel was just something that I, I love to smell jet fuel, and I always wanted to be around it uh, in some form of fashion. And, um, no, I, I just, that whole industry was intriguing to me, and um, I just jumped in head first, entry level, and wow. just kind of worked my way up to senior leadership. I was, I was um, on track, CEO track before I left. Okay, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So is let me ask you this. Is there any parallels between the trucking industry and uh and and the aviation industry? Yes, yes. It's very it's very aligned. Um, you know, they're they're both managed by the Department of Transportation. Um, even though it's two different entities, the FMCSA and the um um and the FAA. 
but um, it is very aligned with regards to regulations, um, things of that nature. And I tell a lot of drivers a lot of times, you are under the same guidelines as pilots that fly fly the aircraft. Mm. And so, uh, again, from a compliance perspective, from a regulations perspective, they're very, very much aligned. So it was an easy transition for me as well. Okay, okay. So... Like when pilots go out there to get their, you know, pilot's license, I know that I know it's got to be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more tight knit now, especially after yes. after 9-11. Uh, I'm, I'm sure yes. getting, I'm sure getting a pilot's license is much more difficult than than getting. A, oh, a, yes. A, a, oh, yes. A CDL. Yes. Oh, yes. Much, much, uh, much uh, different. The um, the injury is. For, from a pilot to a driver is um, it, it's very different. There's no uh, comparison to that. Mm. But the um, the way they're managed and regulations. I mean, for the example, um, you know, there's a certain amount of time that you can have alcohol before you get in a truck versus getting in an airplane. It's the same. You know, it's the same concept. Like you know, um, since you mentioned alcohol. One of my favorite movies is Flight with my man Denzel Washington. And uh, he was, of course, you know, he was a pilot. Um, yeah. Had a, had a problem with alcohol and everything. They tried to say that the issue that, you know, that caused the, car- that caused the crash was, you know, his error. But come to find out at the end of the movie, it was a mechanical error. But the mm-hmm. way he... The way he handled it, handle you know, trying to land the plane safely, which there was no way possible that that accident would could have been avoided anyway. So, uh, you know, he um, he you know he did the damn thing, and a couple of people perished, and you know, but but he saved a lot of people uh, too. Um, but right. The, but the pilots, though, you know, as you said about alcohol. Um, they, they they can drink. They just they just have to like what wait a day or two before they can get behind the seat of the aircraft. No, usually it depends on. Um, I think the FAA requires eight hours, eight to twelve hours. Most airlines require uh twelve hours. Okay, okay, okay. So, and then, of course, if you test it, they look at the blood blood alcohol, just like in trucking. You know, they're looking at your blood alcohol concentration. Exactly, exactly. All right, so is, like, for us truckers, we, you know, can only drive a certain, amount, certain number of hours of the day. Is that the Correct. same for the pilots as well? Yes, there is a certain amount of... Um, of hours of service that they can that they can fly before they are out of out of hours. Yeah, it's, it's very similar. Uh-huh. Not not the same, but it, it is it is similar. So yeah, you're both aligned. You know, you're both um, you know uh, bound by the kind of the similar similar rules and, and regulations across the two industries. Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So you spent uh, you spent the better part of your life twenty twenty plus years, and you actually like you actually retired retired or is it like you retired and you still gotta wait until you 65 to collect on it or are oh you yeah able to i retired now 
no, I'm not able to play. I retire mentally and physically, not 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 financially. Okay, okay. But that would have been wonderful, though. Okay, okay. Uh, when you re- when you when you left uh, when you when you left the industry, was there was there any blowback in trying to get try to try to get you back or try to keep you or or anything of that oh, matter? Oh yes, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I actually met with the owner of the company, the CEO. The, I met with a lot of people because it was just like you know our goals, I don't want to say golden girl, but, you know, somebody that we, you know, really admire and the team, everybody, you know, um, enjoys working alongside. I don't ever say for me. They didn't work for me. I worked alongside with them. Um, that's, that's what good leaders do. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I talked with all the way, all the way up to the top. I talked to everybody as to why, um, I made that decision to leave. Don't go, stay. Yeah. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But you said it was time to go. So, uh, during that little time off, you uh, did a did a non uh, what you said a nonprofit down in uh, Houston, Texas. Right. Shout out yeah. to Houston, Texas. <laughs> I, I wish. I, well, yeah, I am going to play my little my little drop on that part. But yeah, man, shout out to you. That's where the majority of my subscribers come from. What's up, Houston, I love Texas. it. Uh, hey, also, family. Also, shout out to the She Trucking Trucking Group. That's what's up. Um, yeah. Jerry, you said a friend got you into the trucking industry. So did you get in it by way of getting your CDLs and and getting in the truck and learning how to drive a truck and anything? Or you got in it by way of, uh, you know, the the back end of it, like you did with the with the uh, the aviation? Yes, it was definitely by way of the back end. So um my our, our basketball program, um, I started a basketball mom organization, and it it consisted of like our youth basketball moms, but we had collegiate level um, NBA moms, um, NFL moms, and so there were it was just a, a sisterhood, um, very much like the uh, she trucking sisterhood. It's very 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 similar and aligned. And, um, and so in that sisterhood is where I met my girlfriend, um, and she, you know, introduced me. Um, we were just talking one day at lunch or something like that, and I was like, so what do you, you know, tell me more about what you do and different things like that. And so she is a third-party truck driver recruiter. Mm-hmm. And so she introduced me to that um, that lake and you know, showed me the road on um, working and recruiting for the different carriers and things like that. Um, she has her business. Um, I have mine. So we're both, um, we, we have our own businesses, mm-hmm. but we are contract third-party recruiters for your major trucking company. Okay, okay. That's what's up. Now, let, let's talk about that because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, Excuse me. There's a lot of controversy uh, versus third-party recruiters versus mm-hmm. uh, regular recruiters. Now, some some of the guys consider me as as like a recruiter, but I'm not. I'm I'm the guy that right. calls the recruiters 
and talk to them and get the information from the recruiters uh-huh. and then I present it to you know to the to the people that's you know might be interested in the company. Now I got some blowback. Yes, I, I got some blowback mm-hmm. from you know from from the recruiters and I always said look if you guys don't have nothing to hide then it shouldn't be too much of an issue with me presenting uh the information out there. You know what I'm saying? But some recruiters right. are some recruiters particularly third party are not in it. They they only in it just to, you know, just to fulfill that seat and get their money. Is that true with 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 you? How how do you how do you debunk that? Um I I'm definitely not in it for um uh, filling a seat. I'm in it for and and let me just preface by saying you're absolutely right. I do see that um, across the board when it comes to dealing with um, certain recruiters, coming in contact with them. It's a it's a numbers game, and you're looking to fill a seat, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, my agency, Life on the Road Recruiting, our focus is on what that driver's needs are, okay? So when I'm talking to you, my conversation is around what are you looking for? Why are you even looking at this time? What's going on? Um, and, and to really understand uh, what their situation is and how what I have can potentially help them. And if it doesn't work, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, force a, 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 a round, a square peg through a round hole. Mm-hmm. You follow me? And um, for me and my agency and what I teach. It's around integrity and compassion for the driver. Because everything that I have doesn't fit you, and that's okay, you know? And so I just try to ensure that they know what opportunities are out there and then make the best decision that works for you and your family, not for me and my pocket. Okay. And I think when you you operate in that that mind frame, then – the drivers will come to you because they feel as if they trust you. And that's why we're one of the only third-party recruiters that have a YouTube channel. And it's because I want you to know me and trust me and be able to, you know, talk about us at the truck stop, at the diner, whatever the case may be. Um, and so, and I'll, I'll kind of go into, we're going to talk about the, the second chance drivers that we help as well Mm. um, because that's a big part of my uh, that's a big part of my agency. Now now let me ask you this very quick uh, especially about second chance drivers Uh, those those will be the drivers that have like uh, like scrimmages on their D uh, on their DAT uh, or DAC DAC report DAC and or drivers that's coming into the industry from you know being maybe incarcerated or anything like that how now let me ask you this how are you how are you Jerry how are you and your company different from from actually calling a regular recruiter to that particular company that you might be recruiting for well first you know, I mean, you know, I just keep going back to you're going to get treated like a human. 
And that's a big thing for me because, first of all, the drivers already get the short end of the stick out there on the road. You know, they can't go in the shipper and use the restroom. During COVID, you had to, um, you know, couldn't find nowhere to eat. Like, you drivers really, really get the short end of the stick. So our number one core value is always give a damn. Like, I'm big on ensuring that we try to do whatever it is that we can to help the driver. Uh, and whether that's, you know, a, a dedicated position, getting them off the road if they want to come local, whether that's, um, you know, helping walk them through. You know, I deal with so many drivers that um, I talk to at least 10 to 20 drivers a day that have had a violation in the clearinghouse. And that, and it could be just talking to you and, and letting you know that it's not over, that your career is not over, um, and, and helping you understand the process all the way to trying to see what I got job-wise, um, reaching out to carriers that's willing to hire some of these drivers. And so, again, for me, it's, it's treating them like my brother, like my sister, okay. you know, and, and because I've had, I've dealt with, needing a second chance in my family i've dealt with needing a second chance my son had a um you know 18 made a stupid stupid decision and um uh him and and some friends that we didn't even know not nobody he grew up with or anything like that it was a lot it was along the lines of some kids that he was at college with and um they decided to go rob rob one of those cash stores mm. and that changed my whole family's entire life um you know we kind of it, it was it was a really really crazy situation and um we ended up having to get a lawyer and um what happened was he, he ended up getting 10 years of probation mm -hmm. and but the thing that kept him out of the the prison out of the prison and actually serving time mm -hmm. One, he was the getaway driver, which means he it was still no different than everybody right. else that was right. involved. The other the other thing was that we had our lawyer suggested something that we do and, and I'm forever grateful for him and everybody that was involved in, in what we did and he suggested that we put together a uh, uh, album per se mm -hmm. of our son growing up all the way till now with letters with from his counselors, from his teachers, from right. people in the church and a character, almost like a character, character witness, right. uh, character uh, album. And that let the judge know that, look, he, he has support. He made a stupid mistake. Right. And I'm not here to judge anyone. And that's the same way that I look at it from my son to the driver because he, he got a second chance, you know, and because of the second chance that he got, he's a better father. He's a better son. He wasn't a father then, but he's a father now. And he values every single moment that he's out here. He's a hard worker. He's a better worker on his job, you know? And so it just, that second chance that he got, he will never, Shout out. Or put his family in that predicament. Shout again. out to your son, man, and congratulations. I'm glad everything worked out for him and he was able to he was able to turn a uh 
a bad situation around with the help of his yeah. family. A lot of a lot of people don't yeah. have that right now, but with the help of the family, he was able to turn it around. All right, Jerry, man, uh, what's what's the name of the company again? Uh, what, what is it? Uh, it's it's Life, Life on the, on the Road Life Recruiting. On, Life yes. on the Road, Life on the road recruiting. recruiting. All right, so being being a recruiter, how how long have you? How long? Let me ask you this: Was you like a you know recruiter first uh, for a company or something like that, or you just up and started Life on the Road recruiting and then just went from there? No, I just up and started it and ran and ran with it from there. And I kind of looked at like uh, it followed like what the companies were doing, what other third party recruiters were doing. And I knew I wanted to be different from the standpoint of focusing on the driver and helping the driver find and figure out what's best for him, not what's best for me. All right. All right, so man, li- listen here, Jerry. Night, you you say ninety five thousand, ninety five k. That many? I mean, yeah. Clearinghouse just started like yep. like what twenty nineteen. 2020, January 6, 2020. 20, is when the clearing house started. 2020 and 95,000 drivers has been in violation with clearing house in the yes. past year? Yes. In the past year, Jerry? I mean, all, yes, all, all these guys is, 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 is failing their drug test I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there and if I'm right just hit the bell they fell in their drug test because of the weed every day yes oh. For over over 50% uh, is, is due to marijuana is <sighs> due to positive um, drug screens and marijuana and CBD and that's a lot of that's a whole nother you know show the CBD because a lot of drivers they feel like oh they sell it at the truck stops and they yeah, sell they it do. you know at Walgreens and stuff yeah. like that I can get it because my back I got arthritis and all mm-hmm. this other stuff and the, the answer is no the answer is no because they they don't label them they may say that it has a certain amount of THC but mm-hmm. um they're not regulated. They're not regulated as such where they're really, um, you know, putting out the mouth, as, uh, the true amount of the THC on there. So every time I'm talking to a driver, um, it, it, I'm always saying stay away from the CBD. We go to schools and we try to be proactive and get the driver before they get there. But um, there's a ton of drivers that I talk to on a daily basis that have had violations and they don't have zero experience. They just trying to get in the door and, and, and have a, have a failed drug screen. Cause they didn't know, they didn't know how far back they was going to be going and stuff like that. So we try to hit the trucking schools up and, and educate the new drivers. I'm not going to the trucking school to recruit. I'm going to the trucking school to tell them, Hey, look, you want to be calling me on the back end for me to try to help you a job or you want to, you know, get clean for you even come in there and take that first pre-employment because sure, sure. that's when they do it. 
that's when it happened. For sure. Now, with that said, uh, I, I know you're in the She Trucking Trucking group, and I know you see some of yes, these. Yes, I'm on the board. I, I know you see some of these crazy, uh, excuse me, crazy behind uh, posts about, hey, where can I find a trucking company mm. who's doing or who's not doing hair follicles and and stuff like that, man? I I need to know from from you that's actually, you know that's actually working with drivers that that had you know clearinghouse issues what is your feelings on on posts like that when you actually see them you know i just so i have over 60 companies in our that we recruit for Mm -hmm. and of those 60 only three of them do urine so Mm. it's more and more carriers are moving to hair um, the larger ones, your small ones, the mom and pop ones, they're not. Um, but here's what I tell the person that's asking that. It's, it, there, there's usually a reason why they're asking that. Mm-hmm. And it's because they can't pass the hair drug test or because it goes back. You know, the hair drug test usually goes back 90 to 120 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, when I'm educating drivers, I always try to say, hey, look, try six months. Let it be six months. Don't go if it if you if it's a chance that you're gonna fail that test. Um, but I say to anybody, you gotta stay clean because you you driving an eighty thousand pound you know machine, and you need to be lucid. You need to be in your right mind, and you out here playing Russian roulette with your license uh, it, to. to you know, to potentially fail, fail a drug screen. Because I get the tears. Every day somebody <laughs> call me crying. Every single day. Because here's the thing. They 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 got, they got done messed up big time. And they need that second chance. Because you know why? It's somebody looking at them. Why you can't feed me at home? It's somebody, you know, want to know. Look. They are, look. If this was my husband, I'm going to be all in his face. Look. You done did. You did what? You lost your whole, almost lost your whole career over some weed, or over. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just, it's it's very sad, but it's a reality. And I, I just, when you when you have a violation in that clearinghouse, you go from having a hundred job opportunities to probably ten or fifty. Wow. It's a big, it's a major fall off. But it's and, the, and most of the time, you out over the road, out a couple weeks at a time, when you probably could have made that same money being home every week or home every other day or something like that. But it's still, so what, so a person getting hemmed up on Clearinghouse, they have to go through something called a SAP program. I, I want you to uh, talk a little bit about that. And you also said that... Uh, you know what you know how can we understand the refusal uh uh you know with the, with the refusal in the industry as well as the the the, the new list that FMCSA just released so can you can you uh, right, talk a little right. bit about all of that sure sure so it's it's let me just preface by saying it's not 
the staff program. I just gave it that name, okay? Mm-hmm. And and drivers know we know that that's the term that is used when you have a, a failed drug free. That's just the term that's used. Mm-hmm. However, um, what is called technically in you know uh, I always say real people terms in the DOT FMCSA terms, it's called the um, the return to duty process. That's what it's called. And in order to complete the return to duty process, there's six steps. And step step one is where you have to designate a SAP professional. SAP stands for Substance Abuse Professional. Um, they have to go through the Substance Abuse Program. And um, steps two, three, and four are all completed by the SAP professional. Um, the substance abuse professional, they have to go through an evaluation. That SAP is, is DOT certified, and they um, determine whether this is habitual, whether you're an addict, whether you you know need extensive counseling, whatever the case may be. They determine that in steps two, three, and four, and then they will make you go through whatever it is you have to go through before you can um, go back and take another drug screen. You have to, it has to be negative for the setup. And then after you take that drug screen, it comes back negative. Then you're, you're able to, you're in step five. You don't have a check mark in step five, but you're in step five and you're able to go, um, and out and search for a company. And, and, and this is usually when, um, they reach out to us, um, because they, They've searched and they see us on Google, they see us on YouTube and Instagram, mm-hmm. all the other places where you can you can find us. And because uh, we're the, really essentially um, the only company that's educating on it to the driver. We're the only company that's out there educating the driver on, one, how to stay out of it and what to do and what not to do, but also um, how to navigate through it once you do, if you, for, you know, for some reason end up in there. And um, you have to find a company in step five, and then um, that company is essentially because uh, it's, it's the new it's the new uh, criminal justice system mm. because you have to go through this process, then you have to find a sponsor. That's your new trucking company that you're going to work for, um, and the FF. And once you finish that process, the FMCSA says you can perform safety-sensitive functions again. You have to go find you a sponsor company who is essentially your probation officer. And that probation officer has to make sure that you take so many tests. The DOT says you have to have six in, uh, in the first 12 months. Mm. Okay? And um, that's the minimum. Your counselor can say, you know what, I think they're an addict. They, they they need, you know, at, uh, Narcs Anonymous classes or mm-hmm. or outpatient or inpatient or, you know what, I think they just smoke reefer on the weekends. I, they can just go through this online course. So there's different things that they can put them through, but that certified counselor is the one that makes that decision. But the, um, you can, I have a driver who's on it for five, on probation for five years. Um, it has to do one test a month for five years. Now, let me um, ask you something about the test. Is, is Of course, that's the drug test, right? Yes, drug testing. Yes, drug testing. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, drug testing. And, and, and their drug tests 
are all observed. So that means somebody got to come in and, and watch them pull their pants down and pull their shirt up to make sure they didn't bring anything with them. So every time you test, after you, after you have a violation in the clearinghouse, every time you test, you're going to be observed. So this is not something you want to go through. You, this is not anything that you want to put yourself through. And here, here's the thing: there are there's there's a, a, a ton of positives, okay? But then there's also a huge percentage of drug test refusals, and more and more people are getting refusals because they don't understand what a refusal really looks like. And, and I'll give you an example. Uh, here's a refusal. I come into the drug testing lab, and I sign in, and I see that um, the, the room is full, the waiting room is full. So Talk I go stand him. outside. Uh-huh. I go stand outside, and then I start talking to my mama on the phone, and they call my name, and I miss my name. That's a drug test refusal. What? Yes, if you go smoke a cigarette after you sign in and you miss your name, that is a drug test refusal. Jerry, hold up. I, 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 I'm I not lying. To... I've talked to hundreds of drivers that have a refusal because of things like this. Now, I talk to a lot of companies, and I, I have asked the recruiters at the time, like, if I go take the drug test, and let's say— Excuse me. I take I go to the drug test. I get a call from another company. Another company says lockout. We got something much better for you. Come on. And I'm like, okay, I'm gone. Is that a refusal? That's a refusal. That is a flat out refusal. I've had several drivers. Several drivers that happened to in the same in the same week and they went right next door. In the same day, and took that test, or the next day, and took that test with that other company and passed it. But because they walked out of that first one, that's a refusal. It doesn't matter. So, there's no way that I can go back to the clearinghouse, no phone number, no email, no nothing, just to say, like, hey, I didn't refuse the drug test. I just left the doctor's office? No. You can, you can appeal, and I've had many drivers try to appeal. I've only had one driver that was successful. One. And there's no phone number. It has to all be in writing. The appeal procedure is all in writing. You guys hear that. You guys hear that. I mean, so it's best from the, the, the best advice I got when it, when it comes to you know, going to take a drug test, and if you decide not not to take it, uh, they say don't sign in. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. That's for a pre-employment. But if you are going for a random, you have to report directly to the the the, the testing site. Okay, that's you have to yeah, now report that's and go yeah, directly. The, yeah, the ra- yeah, 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 that's the random different. is different. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, but this is all pre-employment. Yeah, but just because this is what I was talking yeah, about. pre-employment, right? Okay, yeah, that's the same thing. But I mean, it's different. Yes, you're right. But pre-employment, 
if they if they send you that it's called a chain of custody form. That's your paperwork that you get to take down to the lab. If you if you don't go, then that's not a refusal. But if you go and you sign in and you check in at the testing site, then that is a refusal. And you get a call from the, the next company that you've been waiting to call you and you don't take that test, that's a refusal. Yes. Wow. And and, and here the the FMCSA just released on December the eighth released uh, their updated list of ways that you can get a refusal. And and this is this where, is essentially for companies. Where, where can Drivers find, don't usually see this. Where, oh, okay. So we, we don't normally see where you I mean you can. It's um it's um it's an email that the FMCSA I'll send you the link yeah, and please the email do. so that you can um uh, but it's from there how to report a violation because it's essentially for the companies to report refusals. Okay. And um I'll send I'll email you this list. Please but do. Um, one Thank thing you. that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one thing that I didn't know until about two months ago, I had three drivers call me all in different parts of the country. And um all of them had had some type of disagreement, argument, um, with the testing collection person. Mm-hmm. And and one of them was like, she just had a bad, I feel like she was just having a bad day and, you know, she was pissed off at me and I was upset and so we just kind of got back and went back and forth and then she gave me a refusal. Well, that is truly can be a refusal. So, they're, they're, the way the FMCSA worded it is, words it is, failure to cooperate with any part of the urine collection process. So if you arguing with me, you know how sometimes our young ladies, our sisters would be getting mad and want to have an attitude and, and pop off and stuff like that? That could be considered failure to cooperate with any part of the urine collection process. Wow. So wait, wait, Jerry. So, so let's say, for example, uh, we get in there, and let's say I I couldn't, uh, you know, let's say I couldn't pee. Like, I mean, that does happen. I I can't pee. Oh yeah, it's called a shop ladder. It happened all the time. I I, I, and, I, and, and, I can't and, pee. They give me, you know, they told me, you know, they they give me some water, and this is from experience. They got a certain amount of water that they can give you. Yeah, over right. A certain they, amount of hours. Right, they give me some water. They they took it. They they written it down on the paper and all like that. And gave me the water. Gave me the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily for me, I was able to piss. But what if what if the guy after a certain amount of time uh, that they can't pee? Would that still be That's considered? A That's a refusal. We... That's a refusal, and I see it all. All the time. But that we is can't, if, if, if we cannot can't. Produce, if you, it doesn't matter. If you cannot produce, I, I'm telling you what the FMC is saying. But this is reality. I deal with this day in and day out. Grown men, grown men calling me and telling me, Miss Jerry, I honestly could not use the restroom in right. that time frame. I honestly couldn't. I, and, and then they can't give you so much water because it'll dilute your urine. So they keep track of how much they can give you and the amounts and stuff like that. And so once once you reach that max, 
That's it. You can't get any more. You have to produce in that time frame. I did, uh, recently I did a video with um, Ebony Polk at Polk Medical Tennyson. Mm-hmm. She's a drug test collector. Mm-hmm. It's on our YouTube channel. It's a live that she and I did. And we went through every single one of these refusals. And that was one of them. I have driver, grown men calling me crying because they've gotten refusals in this nature. Shy bladder is what it's called. Wow. I, I, I didn't know. I, man. This is a reality. This is a reality. That... We we serve so many drivers that deal with this. Now the the positive ain't nothing I can do about. Ain't, ain't nothing I can you know. But right. I just it 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 bothers me when I hear stories like this, and I hear them all the time. I just talked to a guy this morning during a training class that I was doing, and he called. He has stage four cancer, and he was taking the CBD capsules, it's like a little oil that he puts in his smoothies every morning. Right, right. For, because, um, you know, he has the, cancer. Yeah, the pain and stuff like that. And and I, and I he got popped. And I said, I'm sorry. Like, that's, it is what it is. And no one cares. There's no lawyer that you can call. There's no lawyer that's going to ever take your case. What? You just have to then go through the process and it could take you it could you could you could have to pay anywhere from five hundred to two thousand dollars to get back in the truck. See this is what did And it's a lot of drivers out here living paycheck to paycheck and can't afford to get back in the truck. And so let me give you some numbers. Go ahead. So of the ninety five thousand drivers that have a violation in the clearinghouse over 50,000 of them have not came back into trucking. They've left all together. One, because they haven't found us and don't know how to don't know how to navigate through the process. But two, because they just don't want to deal with it. And they're like, I can go down to the, to the chicken yard or I can go to the plant down the street and work there and make the same money or maybe a little bit more and sleep in my bed every day. Mm. There's your driver shortage. I was just There's about to ask you that. I was just about to ask you that. Does it's does, a reality? Does, does, this, a reality. does this refusal? Does this ninety five k has does that have a little bit to do with the driver shortage? Oh yeah! Oh absolutely! It has a lot to do with the driver shortage. Nobody's talking about this. Nobody's sharing these numbers. From this standpoint, and then when you when you there's comp there's a handful of companies that will hire these drivers, mega wise, mega carrier wise, but the majority of them that will are your small carriers, and so we educate them on how to compliantly hire these drivers and show them what they need to do in order to be able to 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 bring these drivers back into the industry. Um, because they're not all crackheads. And that's what everybody thinks when they're talking to this driver. Every driver that I've talked to says, Miss Cherry, as soon as I tell them such and such, I got a violation, the first thing they they, they just immediately shut down. And I said, I know, baby, because they think you're a crackhead. Like, that's literally the thought process mm-hmm. in this industry. 
And, and and you're exactly right, Miss Jerry. This this you know, guys ain't guys ain't talking about this. No, nah, they 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 talking about how to get the bag and how can I get uh how, I, I can make you I, I, I can make you rich. I can get you a hundred K. Just pay me five hundred dollars. <laughs> no, they yep. talk they they not yep. talking about they not talking about how to get in how to get into the industry after a fail uh after a fail or yeah after uh, a refusal we now we talking about refusal we not not now we not actually talking about the failed drug test we talking about refusal because if you it's fail, all the same no it's all the same oh, okay okay so the whole yeah so the yeah whole setup, it, 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 you still get a violation uh, okay so the whole setup then the whole setup to get back in is is going through the going through that process, right? Yep. Whether you were the one that was out on the phone and you missed your your name, you was out smoking a cigarette and you missed your name being called, or whether you were the one that dropped dirty, you're the same person. You have to go through the same process. There's no difference in and and, and here I get that. I get that driver that calls me and and he feels like he's above the one who failed the drug screen. No, y'all are y'all are equal. You are equal because this company's going to look at you equally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Oh man, man, Miss Miss Jerry, y'all came. Now y'all talking about some trucking giblets? There y'all have it, right there. So in order to get to that bag, you gotta be clean for that bag. Hey. Man, you see that's that's what that's that's what good that's that's why the best conversations start over here on the Lockout Men podcast show. That's what's up, Miss Jerry. Man, dropping the jewels on that ass, man. So. All right, Miss Jerry. So, after all these drivers have the issue, they get on the phone. They 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 look for ways to to get back into the industry. They come across you. How do you help them? So, usually we get them in the beginning when they just find out when they just get their letter from the MRO, from the medical review officer, or they just get the email that they have a violation, they start searching, and we're the only ones that they find that will give them this information. And so if we tell them what to do and help guide them through the process. And, they, and, and here's the thing. There's no charge for any of the services that we provide. That's there's no saying. charge. Um, it's just education, education, education. Who I charge is the carrier that needs, that's going to hire you. That's who that's who pays the fee or the carrier that wants to learn how to hire some of these drivers so their trucks are not sitting. That's who we charge. Um, and so we we have a database that we're releasing in um, in January, end of January. And this database is going to have carriers for the drivers. It's going to have, again, our, our education component for the drivers so that they know you know, understand the steps and all of those things uh, as well. But they they come to us. We we have if we have carriers on hand that are that are looking for drivers or that we've taught to hire these drivers, we point them in the direction 
Um, and and if, if we're able to put them with any of our large carriers that um, will take drivers out of the SAP process, we, we, we do that as well. All right, all right, Miss Jerry, coming with the coming with the jewels for real, for real. All right, so Miss Jerry, I, 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 how can how how can uh, drivers that's that that has issues, how how can they get a hold of you? So our website is www.lotrrecruiting. L-O-T-R stands for Life on the Road. You can find us anywhere. Just search Life on the Road Recruiting. Uh, my number is 832-384-5689. That's how a lot of drivers get a hold of me. If it's not me, um, it's Ray or it's Julie. We're all on the YouTube. We're all on um, our social media platforms. Um, but the best place is to... Um, is to go to our website or go to our YouTube and, and find that link and um, fill out fill out the link and, and it, uh, the application link. And it'll kind of tell us. It's a 10 street, so, you know, it's just going to populate your information. But it's going to kind of tell us where you are in your uh, trucking career and where you are. If you, you know, are in the SAP or you need to go through the SAP, it's going to tell us all of that. So, um, and, and then from there, we try to pair you with carriers that will, that will take you. All right, all right. Well, Miss Jerry, thank you very much for coming on, man. I really, really do appreciate this information right here, man. Uh, you are thank a, you, you are a citizen for real. Like, I, I mean, wow. If you got, yo, if you got any any other jewels that you want to drop anytime, be be sure to get in contact with me, and we'll 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 definitely definitely get this this good information out man absolutely i, I certainly will um we we do it like i said we do a lot on our youtube channel but i definitely want to come on and uh as new information is released um recently uh as as recent as november early november um the fmcsa released something that um came out with regards to these drivers that have a violation that their license can get downgraded and so uh, we did a whole bit on that um, but here's the thing there's always been a provision for the effort for the the driver's license agencies like your your local DMV or whatever mm-hmm. to um, downgrade your license in the event that you have a clearinghouse violation well, now the FMCSA, uh, that was supposed to be in effect in the four, they gave them until 2023, I think, to have the systems in place. Well, now they're giving them to 2024. But right now, it went into effect right now that uh, your license can be downgraded if you don't go through that process. If you don't um, go through the staff and, um, you know, get, get back to performing safety-sensitive functions, and find a carrier, your license can be downgraded within 60 days. Kind of like the medical, kind of like the medical card. So if you don't put your medical on file with the DMV, they can downgrade your license. It's the same thing. So the best advice that me and you both could give is just don't smoke weed every day. That's, that's That's about the gist. That's about the gist of it, y'all. Yeah, that's the gist. We know what we're supposed to do. And that's, not that's the gist do. of it, y'all. That's, a, that's the gist. Absolutely. 
if you have to ask that question, then it's best to wait. Because we know that you want to get in it so bad because of, you know, maybe your financial situation. But once you come in and you take that test or you refuse that test, you just mess yourself up even more. So it's just best to either stop doing it, not doing it, or just don't get just, just don't do it at all. Or if you are doing it, if you are smoking, just wait. Sis, what, what do you say? What, what do you say, uh, Miss Jerry? Three months, six months? What do you What do you say? I always say between five to six months. It, it, it's because here's the thing: you you didn't get that CDL overnight. Mm-mm. You worked hard for that CDL. You worked mm-hmm. hard to get in that truck. It was some sleepless nights because you didn't think you was gonna pass some tests. You ain't think you was going to pass that road test. Mm -hmm. And so protect your CDL because it's worth its weight in gold. It is truly worth its weight in gold. And so when you take these chances and play Russian roulette, you're playing with your livelihood. And and we we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. Mm, That is is what's up. Man, Miss Jerry, thank you. Thank you. Shout out to the she trucking trucking group because I I would have never came across you if 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 uh if it wasn't for them. So shout out to uh Sheree Moore yes, and, shout and, out the, to, and the uh yes. she trucking trucking group, man. Absolutely. I, I shout made, out to all my girls at She Trucking and if y'all haven't registered for Chattanooga, the She Trucking Expo in Chattanooga, September the sixteenth through the eighteenth. 2022 make sure you register and be in the building it's gonna be epic again that's what's up man that's what's up man miss jerry thank you again thank you very much and i I know you're a very uh, i know you're a very busy lady so thank you for taking the time out with me and uh chopping it up and uh and we'll definitely get back again awesome i'm looking forward to it Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor.